0: This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community
1: access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. We are You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's This is a program called... Family Works and it's my pleasure to have in the studio Kylie from Family Works right here in Hawkes Bay. How are you going Kylie? Good thanks Ken.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Now it's my pleasure to have you in the studio as always. Now you have been here before about five years ago.
0: Yes I was um, actually a, a student social worker back then um, and I was doing a parenting program and I came along with um, a colleague called Jay and we um, we had fun. Um, talking about the program
1: that's what I like to hear so five years that's a good long haul uh, in in the industry that you're in but yeah. let's let's talk about your journey into um, family works. take us back to the beginning when you say you signed up you came along day one here you are five years later, what's been happening in between those times
0: yeah well, when i um I did my um when I was a student there um I just loved the whole cop up that um family works stood for you know about the about it's all about the family love kindness um you know, it it was it was just so lovely being part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I want to get a job here, yes. and I'm going to make sure I do. Um, yeah. So I took every opportunity, um, and um, I, I got myself a job there. Um, yeah, and um, since then I'm I'm I've been a community social worker out in the community, really thoroughly enjoying it. Um, and also, um, I created uh, a, a program called Poi Poi um, and, and facilitating that at the moment. So that's a programme for um, parents that have got children with trauma and attachment-related behaviours. So, yeah. um, you know, there's been, been some growth. I'm now a senior practitioner. Yes. Um, I'm classed as a, a bit of a dinosaur now. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we'll talk about your uh, parenting programme uh, a bit later on, but yeah. what was it about social work that inspired you to become a social worker? I mean, not everyone wants to get involved in everyone else's problems. So, what well, mm-hmm. What was it that um, got you going on it?
0: Um, I think for me it was like I've got really strong values around um, social justice, mm-hmm. and that's a really strong um, um, ethic and value of a, the the social work profession. Yes, um, and I guess that that sort of driven me to um, to support people that are, um, are vulnerable um, out in the community. You know, people that. Um, you know, being discriminated against Mm -hmm. and um, not getting the same opportunities, um, helping to educate people. Um, I love education. Um, I actually was a school teacher um, back in my old life, I say. (laughs) (laughs) Not that old, though. Um, And so, yeah, it sort of started there for me, and I really love education. I think it's really important um, for people to get that education, you know, because if you Um, you don't know you can't know what you don't know so um, yeah so that's um, that's really what is another point that inspired me is around education and educating people about um, about things about social issues and um, helping families too yeah
1: you mentioned that with vulnerability
0: yeah
1: how is it better now or worse than when you entered the uh, the job five years ago. how How is our society shaping up from your point of view as a, a social worker who's out there in the community, at the coalface, so to speak, aren't you?
0: Yeah, well, definitely there's been huge changes um, the past five years. Um, you know, when I first started as social worker, there was um, the common themes that were coming up, you know, around um, parenting staff, domestic violence, um, but I'm noticing um, since COVID lockdown, so the past two years, yes. um, I've noticed that there's a lot more vulnerability out there for mm-hmm. people, you know, um, you know, the housing issue, yes, um, not being able to make ends meet, you know, with the inflation and, um, you know, it's just, there's a lot more anxiety out there, not just for parents, but also for children, noticing it in the schools and... Um, yeah, so there's, we're getting a lot more um, referrals now mm-hmm. um, and a lot of services across Hawke's Bay are very stretched. Oh, um, so we, we now have waiting lists that we wow. didn't have five years ago. Um, yeah. That must be
1: upsetting for you in a way that you can't reach everyone who needs to be reached right now.
0: Oh, goodness, yes. I mean, that's um, that's part of... You know, my role is—you know—you just want to help people, you know, and you feel quite helpless that you can't get to them. And Mm. um, understandably, there's a lot of frustration out there for people that um, you know have to wait, and it's it's a shame.
1: And why is that? Is that a lack of social workers? People with your skills just aren't around at the moment.
0: Yeah, not just that, but just yeah, the lack of resources, Mm. and um, you know, it's it's you know, the, the demand is higher now, and you know, I mean, we only have. Uh, two social workers in wow. our team, um, so that's what we're you know resourced mm. for. Um, so between us, um, you know we you know we can only do so much without you know burning ourselves out. Yes, um, and we want to provide a really good quality service as well. Of course, um, and you know that's our services about you know the preventative side of things rather than being the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. But we're getting a lot more of that now. Absolutely. Yeah, not, people are, are in survival. Yeah.
1: Talk us through uh, a day in the life of um, Kylie. So you turn up to work. What happens?
0: <laughs> um, I need coffee when I yeah. start work. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so basically, you know, I start off, you know, just reading, reading emails and, and just catching up with stuff. Um, I tend to have a, a pretty structured diary of, you know, we have set appointments, um, regular appointments with mm-hmm. um, clients um, you know, sometimes the day doesn't always go um, as planned You know, you you have people in crisis, more so now um, So you pick up the call and you support that person through the crisis um, Whether it's, you know, sometimes people just need to vent They yeah. just need to feel heard Indeed. Um Yeah, and if it's just ha- hearing that voice on the other side of the phone um, Sometimes it's just enough for that person um, to, to be able to carry on again
1: uh, obviously, you are overworked, but um, is, there, is there a sense at the end of the day that, um, of course, there will be that you've you've helped people and you've you pointed them in the right direction? I mean, how do you take that sort of thing home with you, for instance, that it must be upsetting that you can't reach everyone? Yeah. How, do, how do you leave it behind? So do you get home and say, okay, switch off, I'm at home now, and I don't think about it till 9 o'clock tomorrow? Is that, is that mm-hmm. how it works or not?
0: Yeah, I mean, it is hard, um, but part of our training is that, you know, we – we have to have really good boundaries um i mean we're human beings at the end Mm. of the day um, you know things will affect us Mm -hmm. um, but i think it's really important to you know like i i have quite a commute going home when i say quite a commute 20 minute drive home and so i always use that time to um you know put some music on or listen to a really good podcast um and that's kind of the breaker between work and home Mm -hmm. um and yeah you just you just got to leave it at the door um because you can't do a good job if you're not taking care of yourself. You can't take care of others. No, indeed. Yeah.
1: I know that when you read the paper or listen to the news, it's all doom and gloom. And a lot of people tend not to, to listen to it anymore because of that reason. Yeah. But um, the underlying problems out there are mainly social issues, like the cost of living. Like you know, the, I filled my car up the other day. It's only a little old Suzuki Swift. 106 bucks to fill up. And then you go to the supermarket and you think, what can I leave out that I don't really need to eat? Yeah. Um, and I'm working. Mm. What's it like for people who are knocking on your door who are trying to survive, on, for instance, on a budget, on a, on a benefit?
0: Well, that's right, you know, because people are in their survival brain, you know, when you don't get the basic needs mm. met, food, shelter, you know, because a lot of people are in emergency housing um, and quite often are having to, you know, relocate to another um, emergency housing. So there's a lot of transients happening and people aren't feeling very settled and they feel like they don't belong you know, they don't have their place to call home. That is really stressful. Mm. Um, and people are living in their survival brain. And when you live in your survival brain, you can't access, um, you know, sometimes the the, um, the parts of your brain that, you know, can make good decisions or um, ability to be calm. And um, that, yeah, pe- uh, you know, learning and education, like, you know, in schools, mm. children can't learn when they are hungry, yeah, when they exactly. are, you know, in their stress. It.
1: So what... What sort of services can you offer a client who knocks on your door and, and says that they've got the issues that you and I have just been talking about, that they can't afford to pay the power, they can't afford to pay the rent, they can't put petrol in their car, can't, can't feed the kids? What, what can you do for them?
0: Yeah. Um, I think the first step is um, to be able to make a referral, and you can actually self-refer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we get a lot of agencies, you know, like CAFs and doctors and, um, that come in uh, that actually make the referral. So you can actually come in t- to see us, um, have a chat to us. Um, we're available. You know, you can have a cup of coffee or yep. tea and um, and we can talk through some of that stuff. And, and you know, if, if we can't um, support you, we know the places that, that can. Mm. Um, we can point you in the right direction. So, yeah.
1: Is there plenty of help out there? You mentioned that, uh, you know, you're a bit loaded. So if if I guess you can make an exception perhaps for an emergency case. But what's the wait time for someone who wants a bit of help?
0: Um, for us um, I mean it can vary I mean, I mean a couple of months Or wow. si- you know six months I know some um, agencies You know there's a, wait- a year waiting list wow. Yeah so I mean We're trying to um, work together With other agencies mm-hmm. at the moment I think that's really important Is to work together You know learn about what each other does and So that we're not working in silos And that we're able to pick up those people That, that are you know on waiting lists And, and help each other out
1: are we in a crisis, do you think, in your industry?
0: Yeah, I'd say we are. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'd agree with you. What's the answer? <laughs> <laughs> are you probably the Prime Minister if you've got the answer? But yeah, say, well, what that's do, right. Well, what, do you, what do you think the answer is to to the crisis? Just more resources?
0: Yeah, resources, education as well around, um, you know, trauma. You mm. know, there's a lot of trauma going yeah, on out there. Yeah, Yeah, people living in fear.
1: Yes. Yeah. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawks Bay. This is a Family Works program. We're talking to Kylie today, who's a social worker in the community. We're going to take a break, have a song. And when we come back, we're going to have a, uh, a talk with Kylie about a parenting program that she instigated uh, some years back. Yeah. Sail on, silver girl. Sail. Kidnappers, the radio station where we put you on air and have been doing so since 1995. This is the Family Works program today. We're, it's our pleasure to have in the studio Kylie, who is a social worker in the community. Uh, now, before we talk about our second topic for today, Kylie, which is a parenting program which you, uh, which you instigated for Family Works, just remind our listeners we need to come and get you or come and see you for some help. How do we do that?
0: Awesome. So um, we have our a um, contact phone number. Um, So it's 06-876-2156 Give us a call Um, We've got lovely um, staff on the end of the phone um, Who will um, help you to make that referral Or if you've got any other questions um, They will also point you in the right direction Um, Yeah, phone number Um, Or you could come and pop in and see us At um, 104 Linden Road, Western Hastings um you see our big sign out the front just come on in come to the reception and we we will support you um with what you need.
1: And is that the uh, phone number 24 hours a day or
0: No 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 so um it, the phone lines i think open at 8:30 yep. um close at 4:30 um but you can leave a message um, and we will get back to you as soon as possible.
1: Tell us about the parenting program that you're involved with.
0: Yes yeah, so um poi mukapuna um, is the parenting program that we, um, one of the parenting programs we've got um, quite a few um, but this one is um, specifically for parents that have children with attachment and trauma related behaviors
1: what is that what is I mean no, that just rolled off your tongue just like that but an old guy I'm saying what is that tell me tell me about that before we go much further
0: yeah um, so um, we used to have the contract for fostering security Um which um, was um, from uh, Lisa Harrington um, from Oranga Tamariki at the time and Bernice Gabriel um, from CAFs. Um, and so they created a programme for um, you know, caregivers for um, children that were, have been adopted mm. or are in care. Um, and so we had that contract for some time um, and then we, it was, must have been last year, we lost the contract for that, it went somewhere else. So um, there was still that need in the community mm. Um, But we were also seeing that not only was there the need with um, parents with, uh, sorry, caregivers with, um, you know, that have children in care, but there was also the need for, you know, grandparents that were looking after Mm. their um, grandchildren. Um, We also had um, parents, um, you know, biological parents that were um, having difficulties with um, their children because of trauma and attachment stuff that was already in in their life. So... Um, so Poi Poi Mukapuna um, was created the end of, actually the end of last year um, because I've got quite a, a passion for working with um, trauma um, and attachment because I already do that already in my work so um, I thought okay let's let's do this um, so we started this year we've had two two programs running so far. Um, so we've got parents um, that um, the biological parents, but we've also got um, uh, the caregivers as well, all in the same group, mm-hmm. which is um, not something that we've done before. Um, but it's just really it's education about you know the attachment relationship um, between the child and the caregiver, and, and sometimes um, there is a disruption in yes. that attachment, um, which can impact on the child um, and also with trauma. It's there's a lot of it out there now. Um, so that education, uh, understanding what attachment and trauma is um, and also how how we work with that, how how do we support children that have experienced that?
1: I guess one might suggest that attachment comes naturally, isn't it not always the case?
0: Yeah, sometimes um, I mean usually the the, the the primary attachment is you know attachment between mum and mum mm. and baby and also also dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes there's a lot of circumstances that happen in life you know we we naturally attach to our children, but you know for some parents they've had a lot of trauma in their own lives yes. um, circumstances and events happen um that impact on that attachment so there's there's um there's still the attachment there, but it's a it's there's a disrupted attachment yeah
1: here. and I guess there's an old school of thought out there that parenting should come naturally but no one's really ready for it, are they?
0: Well, no, no. I mean, we don't come, you know. Don't the baby doesn't come with a parenting no, book? That's right. Um, and quite often, you know, um, the knowledge that we have about parenting quite often comes from how we were parented ourselves. Um, you know, um, there's lots of um, lots of information out there about different, um, you know, parenting strategies, mm-hmm. etc. And and you know, a lot of people. Um, Thing, oh you know oh am I doing the right thing and oh this book says that and this book is this and, and so there's a lot of conflicting you know advice out there um, yeah and also society has changed yes, as well indeed. and that has a huge impact um, Is yeah. it those
1: societal issues that uh, generally get people to come along and see you uh, do yeah. they either self-refer or are referred to because of what's happening in their own lives? Or are they coming along and thinking, hey, look, I'm just having a bit of a trouble with old Kenny. You know, he's out of line and uh, h- how do we bring him back into line or how do we interact with him? What What are some of the main issues that parents are coming to you about?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we have different different. Parenting program. So, this one's specifically for trauma and attachment related mm-hmm. behaviours. So, um, usually it's um, we most mostly get our referrals from places like, um, you know, CAFs, um, where, you know, they're already in the, the CAF system with attachment, you know, that's been diagnosed. Or yeah. um, um, we also get um, uh, Oranga Tamariki referrals. So, we're getting a lot of caregiver referrals from there, but then also our social workers that work out in the schools and that, you know, work out in the community, identify, okay, there's been some trauma, you mm. know, um, and attachment stuff here. And then so that in, in that process of working with the family, they say, hey, how about this program? This yep. might help. Yeah. That's and being idea. with, you know, like-minded people that are, you know, sort of going through similar struggles um, helps to build a sort of sense of community. Yes. Yeah.
1: How long does the program last for? So someone comes along and they're specifically coming for what you've just mentioned. Is it... Uh amount of days weeks or is it a program that goes on for months
0: yeah well um we we do six sessions um they are two and a half hours long um we do it each term so we we follow the school terms um so generally we have it on a thursday during the day but um once a year we will hold it in the evening um for parents that you know and caregivers that can't get Mm. there because of work uh, and we're finding um, we're actually going to run an evening one this term for the first time, and we've got a lot of males attending, mm. which is wow, really really neat. Yeah,
1: um, the course is free.
0: The course is free. Yeah.
1: How do you get on board?
0: So you can make a referral um, to us by um, giving us a call on the phone number um, that was provided earlier. Um, yeah, or you could you could just come in um, if you are working with a, a social worker um, from from Family Works. You can also, um, yeah talk about that with your social worker as well yeah
1: how do you judge the success of your course Carly? so you come to the end of the end of the gig they've been there for their six six sessions how do you say yeah that worked <laughs>
0: yeah good question um yeah I mean it, we get um feedback at the end of the course so we actually get um our participants to fill in evaluation mm-hmm. forms and you know um and also in conversation with them yes. you can see you know, the growth, like, you know, the insights every week. You know, we, we come back, they they sort of – they get some homework um, yeah. when they um, – each session, and they come back, and we really talk and reflect, and you can just see the growth there. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we do evaluations and feedback sessions, and um, so far, so good. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Really
1: Great. I mean, you do a fabulous job about in the community. Before I let you get back to work, because I know you're very busy, I just want you to reflect uh, – when you go to work, you get home at night. You put your feet up. You pour yourself that great big glass of orange juice. <laughs> what makes you say, "Wow, what a great day that was"?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a it's, it's just a feeling, like a feeling of like an accomplishment. Like mm. you know, you you might not be able to solve all the world's problems, but you know, you know everything you know, starts with one domino and then one, the other domino affects the others and yeah. so I feel like, you know, that's that's kind of how I'm working.
1: Oh, great yeah. answer. Just before you go, remind our listeners, uh, we want to get hold of What's that phone number again.
0: So it's 06-876-2156. Or come and see us at 104 uh, Linden Road West in Hastings.
1: Kyle, it's been my pleasure. You keep up the great work and uh, we'll talk at the same time, same place next time.
0: Thank you, Ken. <laughs>
1: This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio
0: Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.